This is Nina Serrano with some poems written in 2019. Winter Song 2019 The new year begins in grey, rain and cold. Vallejo's weeds erupting, sweaters and scarves emerge, boots stomping towards the waters of Benicia, the waters of Benicia. Churning wavelets swallow the docked red rowboat, sinking into the Sacramento River, slanting nose down and tilted tail sticking up in the waters, reaching out to the sea, flowing through the Straits of Carquinis, flowing through the Straits of Carquinis. It's all water under the bridge, pulling the tides ever onward as these days dissolve into each other, threatening not to stop. This repetitious parade of incidents and faces, each revealing the lessons I must learn again and again, never mastered, always eluding me in the search for God, in the search for God. Questions and stories to reveal eternal mysteries, refusing to be known except in glimpses of light and connection, sparking flashes of understanding, consciousness not bothered by logic or organized by the order of the desire of the moon, always the moon, the moon, calling the current away, letting the clouds drift gently, caressing the curves of its moon face without hurry, accompanied by dots of stars, grouped in familiar patterns in the moving night sky, whether watched or just felt or assumed, while blankets and pillows cushion the fortunate every night and every morning some to misery are born some to misery are born and even all riches kings suffer flood fire earthquake hurricane volcano and freeze when hailstones drop from the sky without notice, sudden as rainbows and silent symphonies of celestial song, enrapturing and signaling dolphins and whales and the elusive birds of magnificent feathers and the elusive birds of magnificent feathers. The giant stuffed bears in Port Acosta hint at fierce struggles while flaunting the triumph of the hunter who does not eat his prey. I fear their glassy eyes, mammoth heads and powerful claws. The same fear as my ancestors, the hunters and the hunted in and out of caves. Oh, ancestors and descendants, oh, ancestors and descendants, you journey with me through these days. You are here as I am, each in your own reiteration of matter, in our own time and dimension. The stardust in each of us is still here, never leaves 
We remain by our Mother Earth, never leaving her side. The DNA clings to the soil, mixing with wishes and aspirations of earlier and later iterations of matter, each in our own time and dimension. And now, the future sings a siren song. The future sings a siren song that I dance to, limping, halting, unsteady, unbalanced towards spring. Change of Hats, November 2019. It was a day of white hats. Really, they were out of season because it was November. But it was a sunny California day and we were out for fun. A trip to Grandson's Vallejo's favorite store, followed by his other favorite, the Super Burrito Shop. Next day came haircuts for both of us with a beard trim for him. Less sun and a change of hats. Speaks in soothing tones, sings and coos a morning dove in the dark, draws its soft vowels of love and respect. The night silence in the quiet of unuttered words leaves the dormant soul yearning for voice. This next poem, September 2019, was written the night of my 85th birthday party, and it's a true story. The story of two Ninas. Two Ninas, a generation apart, the younger said to the older, I read in your biography that as a child, you traveled in New York City on subways and buses alone. The older in response, told the younger how between the ages of 10 and 12 she had seen so many penises because sometimes men on trains expose themselves penis after penis. The younger said, Me too. I traveled on subways and buses at those ages and taking advantage of crowded conditions, men would rub against me. Neither of the Ninas had ever discussed this aloud. They had simply found clever, youthful ways to escape their pursuers, assuming it was part of the price of freedom to travel. It took thousands of Me Too's decades later to mention it because sexual harassment had been so commonplace, so unspeakably unnotable, that even now, Decades later, when two accused molesters sit on the Supreme Court to pass judgment, determining what society allows, the two Ninas broke their silence. Their misadventures spilled out, trapped for decades. As the shared Me Too Stories movement begins an unstoppable avalanche to smash 
the patriarchy. Smashing the patriarchy, that's Nina, that's our Nina. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you enjoyed those poems. Thank you, Nina, and be nice if you'd be in the studio with me next time. Next time we'll be uh, together doing those things. And uh, we have something more from Nina as well. She sent another segment. This second segment was recorded by Nina, and they're poems and songs by Sylvia Parra who was named, or was known as, Mama Coatl. This beautiful healer, poet, musician, and activist passed away in 2015. <coughs> Excuse me. Mama Coatl was an undocumented artist in San Francisco, recognized by the San Francisco Board of Supervisors for her outstanding cultural work. Here is Nina on Mama Coatl. These following poems and songs were recorded informally by me years ago and dedicated to all of you in this future time. A goddess may lose her name when in a drunken rage defiant and aimless she curses all men condemning them to eternal hunger. A girl may lose her name when she refuses to be called upon by the voice of domination, when she refuses to pay taxes and use papers, when she refuses political borders and corporate interests. She is then identified as transgressor, terrorist, tormenta, turning all knowing on its back, its mouth open to the sky like a thirsty migrante on an endless desert walk. A G will lose her name, burnt as a witch, buried as a whore, burned as a single mother when she quits feeding the ingrate, when she holds hate, when she spins spells, when she stops repeating regrets. Oh yes, an O G will lose her name any day. Muy buenas las tengan todos my fellow Americans. I am here as a witness. I am here to testify about losing name. Because you see, my name, my good name, the one that was handed down to me from a tree of fatherly violence, from a faith that blackens my face, that binds me to silence. My name is the crown stripped from Inanna's head at the seventh gate of the great below. My name, still hostage in the seventh floor of Homeland Security Law. My name, pushed on me without my consent, just as the term feminina minor faith has become a threat. A threat. The threat of my freedom to exist, to create, to walk across fences, to raise my children according to my conscience. A threat that forces this mob body of desire down into a deeper, darker underground where roleros reminisce Rodrigo, esperando su camión en la corner de la 24, where brown faces want to sell you a flower, where poets drink up their homelessness and pale, skinny hipsters continue to displace the city's children. My name. Wetback, hippiteca, mojada, alien, scrapa, spike, speak, cheap labor, cook, maid, janitor, farm worker, pedestrian, disposable, 
lower class, my name dripping with the blood of all the illegal aliens on whose backs we dine each night, my name, this little name of mine, I want to let it fall, and I want you to catch it in your hands and shred it and light it and smoke it and blow it into a re-evolution, into a re-evolution, porque yo fui a la revolución, yo fui, and this is why I want you to hear me when I say that my name is self-identified. My name is Salvia, Sage, Savia, Wise, Sativa, Saliva, Santa, Sabina, Silvando, Siluetas, Si, Silfides, Sirena, Serenada, Soy, Sombra, Soy, Sofia. So, Don't call me a female, Mr. Big. Don't call me a woman, for you know damn well that I am your mama. I am your mama coat. I am your mama quow, your seawall coat. I am your mama show coat. Your mama tonancing. Your mama yautly. Your mama rising. Your mama rising. Your mama rose. How would you say... How would you say, I have a message, but I am sick with words? Yes, I am sick of the truth. I am sick of concepts and designations, status and jurisdictions, sick of economics, of psycho-spiritual jargon. I am tired of numerology, revolutions, the Zodiac, the Bible, the English week, the Constitution, the Gregorian year, the cross and the rolls, the sacrificial goat. I am sick and tired of the program of killing to eat, to shop, to invest, to survive, to forget. I'm running out of words and I am running out of time. And at the same time, I feel so paranoid about mass destruction, you know. I feel the urge to run. It is hard for me to look up when I daily see the streak of metal the man made cloud. I suspect poison in everything. How can one take a deep breath after fumigation? How can we keep on swallowing black water? Where is the end of this occupation? What kind of world would there be for my daughter? While well, a cabal of incestuous predators, rotting in historical plunder, gamble with total impunity the destiny of humankind. We're down here, standing in line for the newest vaccine, in total passivity swallowing the mortal lie, sacrificing our daughters and sons, dropping bombs in the name of a flag. We're down here, the highly educated cultural creature, subject to the royal book. All we can do is repeat since we cannot understand the sounds we emit. We can't figure out the source of our We are perfectly incapable to see this prison is made of language. Out of words like love and light, master terms crafted to convert us into faith, into fuel, into files. This prison is made of angular mirrors, out of angels and lords, electrical shocks, the bugles of war, democracy, heroin for the soul. This prison is made of gold. And we're in here. Bewildered in perpetuity, betraying our own descendants, worshiping the executioners, the dazzlers, the wizards, with their Adam and Eves, with their pyramids, with the 360 degrees, the little piece of the sky, their color, their crown, their mining civilization, their parasitic nature, their plans of extermination. This prison is made out of romantic law and language, and like romantic love, the end is always tragic. <laughs>
natural cloud, you know. And that was not a real earthquake, and that definitely was not a storm. No. And this is not a poem. This is not a real song. But perhaps it is the sigh of the unemployed watching his life go by like a television episode or the anguish on the jornalero's eye on a rainy day on a hungry day or the hopelessness of the urbanite intimate with his computer in the middle of the night Genocide goes Haiti. You're heavy on my mind. Haiti. You're still heavy on my mind. And Chile, and China, Tibet, and now Pakistan, and all those disasters that have been man made have me questioning, you know. Tell me what's the next target in line?
gonna claim our dead? Who's gonna feed our dead? Who's gonna claim our dead? And who's gonna honor our dead? And allow them as our warriors in the spirit world? Metabolizer, fearsome lady of the burial grounds. Please take my impotence and sorrow and the ignorance of my broken mind and help us all grow roots into your heart where we can reconnect, where we can all relate, and where we can all remain. As a family again, 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 oh, again. Thank you, Nina. You just heard a conversation with Sylvia Para, known as Mama Coatl. In 2009, with her informally recorded poems and songs. Thank you for listening to Artbeat on OSCAT Radio, featuring literary dialogues with Lena Serrano, a multimedia production of Estuary Press. May you have a blessed day. And may you also have a blessed day, Nina. And thank you for that presentation of Mama Coatl. And, uh, May she rest in peace. New and old. And she has a lot to say about what's happening even now. Yesterday, I met a young man. His name was Mike. And he told me he was born in 1988, the same year that I began broadcasting on KPFA. He told me that he was Jewish and was very disturbed by the horrible anti-Semitism that seems to be increasing all over the globe. He said that if this president were re-elected, he would leave the country, but he didn't tell me where he might go. For how many years have Jews been exiles? He told me that he used to think that he was white, but that two years ago, before he turned 30, he found out that he wasn't white because he was a Jew. He seemed to be a nice and intelligent young man, it seemed awful that he should have to make such a discovery in a country that prides itself on freedom and equality in a world to which he might have much to contribute. I don't know what this means for the state of our country, for the state of our world, but it seems to me to indicate at least that we are living in extraordinarily dark times. I read somewhere that someone said that everyone was a Jew, that there are no true blue Americans that everyone was an exile. Are we all historical roustabouts? Those of us who imagine that thought will save us, that our intellect makes us special, should remember what happens to intellect, to thought, in a country in which greed and wickedness thrive. King Liar sits in a house of white. King Liar visits the land with blight. Unevenly does this man dispense 
and by his side is the foul fool Pence. Chaos, says Liar, is what I am, a man of business, my business sham. I say I'm an ordinary guy like you, but even the dogs know it isn't true. My orange hair feels the lack of hope. Sometimes I flatter, sometimes I grope. I have a wife and a son-in-law who drinks Russian vodka and flouts the law. The law? Say moi, says busy liar. Watch me burn with my pants on fire. I know for what you fools are yearning. But look, the country is burning. Burning. And I want to end the show with some marvelous poems by a marvelous poet. He's an Irish fella. His name is Gabriel Ross, uh, Rosenstock. And Gabriel Rosenstock is much published, and he writes in Irish. I cannot read the Irish. He came out with a book. Unfortunately, I cannot read the Irish, and I should be ashamed of myself as an Irish person. Came out with a book a couple of years ago, 2017, called Orpheus in the Underpass. And it's a book of his haiku. It also has some wonderful photographs, which I can't show you, by Ross um, McKeesick. And Ross McKeesick's photographs are available on the Internet. So is the book. And it's just a delight. Orpheus in the Underpass. And it begins with a quote from Philostratus the Younger. Perhaps even now he's singing a song. Indeed, his eyebrow seems to indicate the sense of what he sings, and his robe changes color with his movements. This is Gabriel. Can you hear me? It is I, Orpheus. I've lost my vocal cords. The strings of my instrument all shattered, the skies shattered. Throw me a coin, a nagging of vodka. A sickly smile. Whither goest thou? Are you too in search of her? Say her name. Eurydice. Running out of time. Out of breath. Out of poetry. Down, down, down. Down, down. Down into myself. What place is this? Not an oak tree in sight nor a magpie. Is it blood I hear coursing through my veins? How my heart has flown. Where is my heart? Who has seen it? Has she taken it? Eurydice. The sea it is I hear. A sea of voices. Frenzied sea. And that's from Orpheus in the Underpass by Gabriel Rosenstock. I'm going to end with a paired haiku. Or The first is by Gabriel. Beloved, there is no new year, no old year now. There is but light eternal, the light of you in me now and forever. 
And I answered that with, Beloved, the year ends and begins in our hearts, the light eternal, the light of you in me now and forever. Happy New Year. In the Name of Love, the 18th Annual Musical Tribute honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. will be held Sunday, January 19th, 7 p.m. at the Oakland Scottish Rite Center, 1547 Lakeside Drive, entitled Change is Gonna Come. This year's tribute features outstanding vocalists, Tony Lindsay, Cliff Payne, Tiffany Austin, Tammy Brown, and Raz Kennedy, along with the Oakland Interfaith Gospel Choir and the 300 Voice Living Jazz Children's Project. For tickets, visit livingjazz.org or call 510-858-5313. All proceeds benefit the Living Jazz Children's Project. A free music education. Advocate for LGBTQ rights and for the rights of all marginalized people in the world. She's a dynamic public speaker. In 2017, Blair came out on national television as a queer Muslim woman. Her new book is Making Our Way Home, The Great Migration and the Black American Dream. Her book is a powerful illustrated history of the six million black Americans who left the South between 1910 and 1970 and had such a huge creative impact on American culture. Davy D will be talking with her Wednesday evening, January 15th, starting at 7.30 at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Oakland, 114 Montecito Avenue. There's wheelchair access, tickets available at brownpapertickets.com and Marcus Books, as well as other indie bookshops in the East Bay. 94.1 KPFA, 89.3 KPFP in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.4 K248BR in Santa Cruz. One, two, three, four. 